climbed up to the highest mountain, looked all around, couldn't find nobody. Down into the deepest valley Looked around down there Couldn't find nobody Went across the deep blue sea Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy Nobody greater, nobody greater than you Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody great, nobody greater, Lord, nobody greater than you. Nobody can heal. Like you can, oh most holy one, you are the great I am. Awesome in all your ways, mighty is your hand. You are he who carried out redemption plan. You are he who carried out redemption plan. Couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater, nobody greater, Lord, nobody greater than you. Searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody, nobody greater, nobody greater, Lord, nobody greater than you. I hope you feel the same way I do about our Lord and Savior. I hope you told him today that there is nobody greater than you. He might have looked good. She might have felt good. It might have been at that moment that you thought you was in utopia. And then when you came to yourself, you realized that and that was all part of God's plan, you know, relationship. But there's still nobody that's greater than you. Nobody greater than the Lord. And I love telling him that. Because there is no one greater. I haven't met anyone greater. And I appreciate friends and family. I re appreciate relationships. And, you know, but there is nobody like the Lord. No one supersedes him in any way. And, you know, uh, let, let me say this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're in a relationship with anybody, they should, uh, that, that someone that you consider that special someone, they should know and understand how you feel about the Lord. And they should also feel the same. Or there's going to be a conflict. There's going to be some problems. Mighty God. Certainly thank and praise God for his goodness and 
And, and, I, and I pray for relationships. I really do, because I think relationships is what God established. And I take those things very seriously. Um, he said uh, that uh, man should forsake, you know, leave home, I'm paraphrasing, leave his father, leave his mother, and cleave his wife. They should cleave one to another, a male cleaving with female, and that female cleaving unto her husband, and they both walk side by side, sharing and enjoying the life that God has established, the unity, which is symbolic to Christ and the church. And, and you know, I, I'm, I'm really... <laughs> I could go on and just start talking about relationship because as we read through the, the Old Testament, we're reading about relationships so much. And uh, I, but I, I'm going to stop there because I, I, I'm getting ready to go off into another area, and I don't want to do that tonight. But want to thank you for joining SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Today is December seventh. 2021. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, you know, on the seventh day of December, uh, 1987, a child was born and, um, and certainly thank God for, uh, for her, my, my youngest, I'm, I'm telling you, I, it really started to make me think about what age is today, thinking about the birthday and celebrating, uh, this moment in time, which has created history in my life, the family's life. What you appreciate what you have and who you are and who you have in front of you, living with you, children you raised, uh, who you raised them with, and the help you had, or if you had to do it by yourself. But appreciate, appreciate. Uh, who you are and what you have. And certainly I appreciate this young lady. And so uh, our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Uh, it's new time, 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience. Not partial obedience, not a third, but complete obedience. You know, this obedience takes you out your comfort zone until it becomes an attribute that you exercise continually. And then it gets eaten. So let's exercise obedience by the word of God. And when you run into a situation, look at the word of God. See what he has to say. See what the word of God is saying. On the first Sunday, we're fasting. We're consecrating unto the Lord and the so last Sunday was the first Sunday I, I pray that you consecrated, that you fast unto the Lord. And, and uh, This is the second Saturday, and so we're going to participate in SOAR. That is Saturday Outreach, SOAR. And, you know, reach out to souls. Souls need to be saved. The Lord did not leave us here to collect things. Things, and, and what, I, I want to touch on that so bad. Uh, even that, you know, just really just, but God did not leave us here. He left us souls is why we're here, to help someone escape uh, the judgment that is to come, to let somebody know that you can have a better life. 
you know, let me let me just let me just give you this as we go into the word of God. You know, if you when we ah, mighty God. Uh, well, let, I'll give it to you right after prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, govern our thoughts, helping us, Lord God, to and blessing us to be mindful to seek you while you can be found, to call upon your name. Lord God, we thank you and we bless you, Lord, for your kindness. We bless you, Lord God, for the rain, the sun. We bless you, Lord God, for the things that we've understood and the things that we didn't understand. It, it, you still remain Lord and Savior in our life. Uh, and so we appreciate you. We appreciate, Lord God, uh, who you are. Not for what you can do for us, but who you are. We love you for who you are. There is no one greater. Lord, I pray and ask that you bless those that are sick in their body, that you would heal them even as you have healed me. Lord God, touch those that are dealing with uh, loss of family and loved ones. Lord God, only you know how to comfort them. Uh, bless the minister that is assisting, Lord God, and those that are helping. Lord God, touch those that are cannot be in service but would be if they could. Lord God, we pray and ask you blessings in the name of Jesus. We'll continue to give you a name of praise. And to give you glory in Jesus' name, Amen. I just want to, and I, I'm going to come back to this, but I just want to give you this as we go into the Word of God this evening in the Book of Daniel, the fifth chapter. If you follow the Word of God, and you know, as I even think about it, as Daniel's life, if you're obedient and walking God's way, you don't need uh, Prophet Tutu come and lay hands on you and tell you God's going to bless you. You don't need bishop, overseer, pastor, evangelist, teacher. Uh, you don't need the fivefold, uh, the ministry to come and tell you. Because if you follow the word of God, he has already proclaimed the blessing in your life. Now, I'm, I'm really holding back on this, but I just want to say that, that follow what God has to say. Be obedient to what the Lord is saying. Don't second guess him. Don't second follow in obedience. Uh, wholeheartedly. Practice wholeheartedly. Practice wholeheartedly to obey to love the Lord God with all your heart, your mind, body, and your soul. Well, let's go on into the word of God. I'm, I'm, I'm endeavoring not to be long before you this evening, but, you know, I'm excited about Jesus. I, I'm not never apologetic about, about being excited about him and wanting to give him praise because I am a praise in the earth. I am a praiser and I'm a worshiper uh, even more so in worshiping God and believing to worship him in the beauty of holiness. You know, loving God and uh, is, is what we do. And because he first loved us, he's lovable. God is lovable. And so because he's lovable, you, you ought to be lovable too. It's in your DNA uh, because you are a child of God. 
and that you are lovable as well. Daniel, the fifth chapter, beginning at the fourth verse, at the first verse, Belshar, Belshazzar, the king made a great feast to the thousands of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Uh, the king, so his, uh, the, he is now residing uh, in the place of Nebuchadnezzar. And he created a great feast of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. Now, Belshazzar, uh, name means Bel or protect the king. It's, you know, they believed in multiple gods and uh, they had a uh, poly, uh, <coughs> instead of a monotheistic view, they had a, a polytheistic view believing in many gods and and so uh, his name represents uh, their are calling upon their god Baal to protect the king. Now uh, he reached out to his administration in, in this day and time we, we do that through texting and you know TikTok and all of that stuff social media different platforms that are available to reach out to uh, individuals. You know, here in Los Angeles or the California area, I don't know about other areas, uh, they're communicating, but they're not communicating for righteousness' sake. They're communicating, and the word is getting out, and they're meeting, and and instead of having a flash mob that's giving a dance or a praise unto the Lord, they are breaking into stores, running in and running out with merchandise. taking advantage of situations and the laws and different things that have changed. And so uh, we ought to use the same technology for the good, and it is being used for the good as well. And so he reached out to his administration uh, via whatever media, whatever vernacular that he was using in that day to get the word out that we're going to uh, let, let's turn it up. Uh, we're going to have a party at a certain time. You know, we're going to all meet at a certain place. And we're going to party like it's like we're a rock star. We're going to get down with it like it's 1999. Whether it's the five o'clock hour or the after party or whatever you want to call it, we're going to do this. Uh, we're going we gonna to turn it up. Now, uh, excuse me, when I, ooh, Hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. When I hear people talk sometime and it, it shows how much they really know, um, and it's not that I'm a connoisseur of, of so much, but I've been around, not, you know, a little bit. But I, I hear people that are not used to. Uh, indulging in certain things and you know they immediately say I want a Chardonnay or you know I want something uh, to drink and you know the only thing they really know is a, a margarita a Chardonnay because they've heard other people say um, uh, uh, Bacardi and Coke and different things but they really don't know too much past that and I don't believe that when Belsar 
uh, had his party uh, not being king, that when he called for them to get together and, and, and what they were about to do, he was not calling for uh, some, some cheap stuff. They were getting ready to have some of the best because the king was celebrating. Uh, he wanted something better than the, than the Santa uh, Margarita or the Josh Seller. He wanted something better than that. Uh, he, uh, I can imagine that he probably wanted some Vin, uh, Terry or some Chappelle down class. He wanted something a little more. And, and that may have even been low on the scale for him even there. Bel Shazar, why he tasted the wine, mm -hmm. why they were uh, indulging, he commanded, uh, he had a thought. And so he told his servants, he commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem. So he sent his servants, go get those things. You know, they, uh, they, they sparkle, they look pretty good, you know. And no telling what may have been deep in his heart. But one thing for sure, he was about to make a mockery. And his princes and his wives and his cuckabongs and that they might drink from those things. You know, you make a mockery when you take something that belongs to God and use it for something that is ungodly. The Bible said, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And with your body being the temple of the Holy Ghost, when you decide, you make a choice to sin against God, then you're making a mockery with that temple. You're taking that temple and you're using it for something that it should not be used for. And so he's about to make a grave mistake and use the vessels in the temple uh, for something that they were not intended for. Now, Jeremiah 27, and, and I pray that you're in the book of Jeremiah reading uh, thoroughly through that as we talk about the book of Daniel. It says, yes, or yea, thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord and in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem. They shall be carried to Babylon, and there shall they be until the day that I visit them, said the Lord, and then will I bring them up and restore them in this place. Sometimes the nation's economy is impacted by the actions of the people. And here it is, the Lord is saying that, that Jerusalem, Judah, is going to fall into the hands of Babylon and the treasures that belong to God. Uh, they're going to be there until he brings them out. Our situations remain until God brings us out. And so the impact of the action of the nation uh, is impacted your home, your economy. Forget the economy of the, of the nation. Forget the economy of the world. What about your uh, eco, your economy? It's impacted by the things that you do or not do. We have commission and we have omission. What are we doing? Are we doing uh, 
what is what will the, be the outcome of the impact of our actions? The Lord told Jerusalem and Judah that this will come upon you if you should decide to change. Instead of being wholehearted, loving the Lord your God with your whole heart, that you would love him partially. You would respect God's order a little bit because you want to be so much like others. I've seen and heard of people falling into that trap. Uh, it's a sad thing. It's a sad day when you hear uh, someone, a young lady or a young man, uh, uh, I won't even say it's a trickery because it's something that's within them. Well, you know, you've been living a certain lifestyle uh, for these years and and you know, you've never done anything else. You ought to, you ought to come on over here and do this with me. You know, I, I'll show you what you've been missing. And after they've milked that cow, they, they're gone on their way. After they've got the gold, they're gone. And you're left carrying the remnants of whatever uh, has gone on. You're left carrying and dealing with the result of that thing. Girl, you've been eating the same bowl of rice all these years. You, you, you only been married to one person. You, you messed up. You're supposed to be having, uh -huh. and after you complete it, after it's all said and done, now you're alone. There's no guarantee that that uh, that there's going to be a, a restoration of that relationship that you walked away from because someone told you you was eating the same bowl of rice. What are they? Aren't they a bowl of rice? Listen, Israel treated God that way. Uh, and they want to be like other nations. <coughs> they wanted to be like others and serve other gods instead of being faithful to the true and living God. So they picked up statues, they picked up wood, they picked up rocks, they picked up clay and made images, carved stuff out. And instead of being faithful to God, the one that loved them unconditionally, the one that cared for them, to protect them. And so they were impacted by that, and now they're in this situation. Deuteronomy 8 and 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which we swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. God gives us the ability. Just, but just as he gives us the ability, he also has the power to take it away. It's the, but the choice is, is yours. The choice is mine based upon what we do or do not. Third verse says, then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and the princes, his wives and concubines drank in them. Uh, everything is, uh, you know, they made a grave mistake because everything is not to be drink a little water here. All right. Everything is not to be viewed as 
something in common. We have to teach our children and we have to teach adults uh, that the sanctuary has been consecrated. The items in the sanctuary are consecrated. Everything in the house of God is for a purpose to serve the Lord. And so it is a hands off. Children, you know, to run up on the altar, uh, not to kneel and pray, but just to be walking all over the stage area and everything. The stage and everything has been consecrated unto the Lord. The instruments, the drums, the, the, the bass guitar, the piano, all of that stuff is unto the Lord and not to just be played with. The, the vessels are for the Lord and not to just be used haphazardly and mistreated any kind of way. Everyone cannot approach and walk in certain areas of the sanctuary because it is not um, for them. And I know that we're on the, the torn, the veil in the temple was torn up, it, but still, and we could all come boldly to the throne of grace. Now that's what we all can come boldly to, but it doesn't mean we can go any and everywhere and do whatever. The altar is a consecrated place and to be respected because recompense of sin is made there. So going to the altar with gum in your mouth, candy, and children after service playing tag in the sanctuary and all of that kind of, you know, uh, is prohibited because it is a place that is consecrated for the Lord. And so the place is holy unto him. His name is there. That is the purpose of the church. God has wanted a place where he would meet. His name would be established. And so they took the vessels out of the temple where his name, where he was being established, where his presence once was. And he would meet with the priest in the temple and, uh, and give them what is needed for the people. You cannot and better not be answering the cell phone in a judge's chamber. You've been in the court. If, you, if you've ever been in the court, you don't they'll let you know. The, the bailiff will let you know. Do not have that cell phone on. Do not answer that cell phone in here. There is a complete silence. And you're going to respect what is going on in that house. If they stand up to do the Pledge of Allegiance, everyone in that room is going to be standing up because you respect that judge. The same honor and respect should be given unto God. When we come into the church house, uh, that we give God our undivided attention. By now, folks should know that you're in service on a certain night. You're in Bible class. On a Sunday, on a morning, Sunday morning, whatever your worship time is, should nobody be calling you? Uh, or, by now, they should know. Do not disturb. And you should know enough to put it on do not disturb. Uh, clean over the D&D so that you can give God your undivided attention. Whatever is happening while you're in service, if God don't fix it, it can't be fixed. Well, I need them to let me know so I can pray about it. If, if God can handle it, if you've given God the praise, and I've been in service where 
situations was going on outside and the anointing fell into service and flowed through and everybody was praying and seeking God in such a way that and then you hear the testimony of what we were on our way to church and this happened and it's about the same hour that that anointing flooded the building and you didn't know they didn't know but then it all comes together that we understand that God was working something out and when we all came into the unity became as one and that praise went up. It protected the one that was in trouble. It's important to give God undivided attention. Israel is in captivity because they didn't give God undivided attention. And some of the sacred items of the temple are there in Babylon's possession. The Bible said they drink wine and praise the gods of gold. They praise the gods of silver and brass and of iron and wood and of stone. They got lit. You know, it, it seemed right that they could do that because they had it, it, the spoils. After all, they had taken the children of Israel captive. They had spoiled the land and the treasures was theirs. So it seemed that, you know, uh, our gods had brought this into our possession and we could do that. But there is something about touching what God has consecrated, what has been declared sacred unto him. Regardless of, of the situation, yes, Israel had sinned, but they were still his people. And the situation that they were in was because God had proclaimed it. What has the Lord proclaimed over your life? It, there is a word that has been spoken over each one of us. And if you open your Bible, if you'll see it. Exodus 13 and 2. <coughs> it says to sanctify to me every firstborn, the first offering of every womb among the sons of Israel, both of man and beast, it belonged to me. We sanctify the things that we have that belong to God. That means that I don't let anyone just walk in my house and do anything that they want to do, get in my car, do what they want to do. No, no, it's unto the Lord. Everything I have now is unto him. I realize that. Whereas maybe before I didn't, or maybe before you didn't. But now uh, we realize that. And because we realize it, uh, we give God that glory and that honor. Because the, the Bible plainly tells us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness and they that dwell therein. Exodus 20 and 11 says, For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Exodus 30 and uh, 30 says, uh, Ye shall anoint. Uh, Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister as uh, priests to me. So they consecrate. They consecrate unto the Lord and there for me, for my specific purpose is to bless 
their specific purpose, your specific purpose as consecrated servants unto the Lord. You belong to God. And so uh, Ezra, the third chapter and the fifth verse says that afterwards there was a continual burnt offering also for the new moon and for all the fixed festivals of the Lord that were consecrated. And from everyone who offered a freewill offering to the Lord. Psalms 4 and 30. But know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Why? Because you're a godly person. Your focus is on him. You're loving the Lord with your whole heart, your mind, your body, your soul. Second Chronicles 7 and 16 says, For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. That's what God wants. And I'm going to take that from the, uh, the fact that uh, we look at the brick and mortar. But what about this temple, this body that we dwell in? Uh, God wants that. Uh, I believe Paul said, no, you're not your body. It's the temple. <coughs> Your body is the temple of God. And so even within a backslidden state, that body belongs to God. That soul belongs to God. The character you choose will belong uh, to you. Uh-huh. The character. The direction you take. So will the consequences of your behavior. And so consequences are a touchy subject. People will say, don't judge me. Don't tell me anything about what I do. But the word of God has already judged all of us. Mm -hmm. He's going to open. The Bible says the books are open. If you follow with us on uh, in the book of Revelation, you'll find out and the books were open. And that book, the Bible. It's going to be open and we're going to be judged from that as we are even right now because judgment begins in the house of God. Consequences are touchy subjects when you uh, want what you want. Mm -hmm. That's usually what argument comes in. I want what I want and therefore it becomes argument. It, it does change the outcome of the behavior. Sin is sin and the soul that sinneth shall die. Repentance uh, changes a destination. It doesn't necessarily change the effect or the impact of your action. In other words, what you sown is going to bring forth fruit. What you did is going to have a reaction to accompany it. So, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to get the job back when you act up on the job and, and you get terminated. You, you're not, you, it doesn't mean you're going to get that back because you repent, because you ask forgiveness of God. It doesn't mean you're going to get back what you gave up in exchange for the desire that was in your heart. It is an issue. It was an issue of the heart. James 1, uh, 12 verse, and I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to close with this. It says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord have promised to them that love him. Remember, the crown of life is promised to them that love him. How do we know if a person loves God? He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. 
and we've already talked about, uh, it's already been mentioned several times. How do we love him? How do God want you to love him? He said, love me with your whole heart. In any relationship, you want someone that's going to love you. I was talking with a young man and he said, he said, you know, a person should love you, uh, love you, love you, not love your money, not love your authority, your power, your position, but they should love you. And that's what God is saying. Love him. And by loving him, you're going to do what you can in that relationship. You're going to do what it takes to make it work. You're going to do what it takes to make it happy. You're going to do what it takes uh, to, uh, for it to be satisfied. And God reciprocates. Mm -hmm. And you reciprocate. It is when one stops, and it's usually us that stop. The Bible said that, uh, let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempt he any man. So God doesn't tempt anyone with evil. And those that say, well, I was tempted because of her or because of him, they lie. That temptation was not of God. He wasn't testing nobody. That was just something in your heart. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Well, see that whatever you're dealing with, whatever you are uh, thirsty for is because it's in your heart. It's in you already. Then when lust hath conceived, it bring forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bring forth death. Death of what? Death of a job, death of a relationship. Uh, that relationship, whether it's natural or spiritual. And he said, do not err, my beloved brother. Don't, don't get this wrong. Don't fool yourself. Understand what's being said here, you know, and so Israel was in their own heart. They looked around and saw other nations and they wanted to be like those other nations and they picked up those things. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to exhorting uh, what I feel in my spirit uh, right now, as far as the fibers of what Israel missed out on. Lord say the same will touch that. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, I pray that something has been said. You know, pray for me. Uh, I had a slight uh, cold, and that cold was broken. And, and so, uh, uh, but thank you for, for praying with me and praying for me. As we exhort the word of God, I'm, I'm one that said I would pour myself out and give God all that I can while I can. And so, so I solicit your prayers. But uh, continue to, to seek God and like I said, being in the book of Jeremiah. Remember the songs uh, that you hear are those of, the, of our songsters, the artists and the producers respectively. And love God. Love him. Love him. Take the lesson that we see that others have, the mistakes that others have made, and learn from that. If it's good, embrace it. If it's not, leave it alone. God bless you. Look forward to seeing you in service.